Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not a huge fan of traffic. And the last couple of days uh, that I've been driving around Toronto, I got caught in the snowstorm a couple of nights ago. And, you know, I think the word ugly is, uh, frankly, an understatement. So so a new study, a new uh, study, including TomTom uh, data, says that uh, Canadians are, are potentially, in some cases, spending uh, 144 hours in rush hour traffic. So I, there's a distinction there. I want to ask a little bit more. Uh, about that of our next guest. And we have Bruce Newbold here. He's with us uh, today. He's a professor at McMaster's University School of Earth, Environment, and Society. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us here on the Roy Green Show today. Thank you, David. Great to be here. So um, I think the phrase, because of the theme for the show today, Bruce, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any of the other show, but we've been talking a lot about 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 anxiety, frankly, and about um, you know, four hour. Uh, four, I was going to say four hour work week. Don't we all, we all want that? That was Tim. <laughs> that was Tim. That was Tim Ferriss. I think a few years ago. But the four day work week. We've been talking about economic anxiety and a younger generation saying, you know, we want something else. We want something better. This isn't working for us. Our leadership, our government, and so on. Sounds like this is happening on the road as well. Can you tell us about a little bit about this study and some of your takeaways? Yeah, so this was a study, as you said, it was done by TomTom. So TomTom does, uh, you know, traffic uh, GPS monitoring or uses GPS units to monitor traffic. And then they can tell how long it takes to drive 10 kilometers, for example, and also the amount of time that people are stuck in rush hour traffic. So, you know, if you're in Toronto, you're spending basically 200 hours a year stuck in rush hour traffic here in Hamilton. Uh, it is about 114 hours that you're stuck in rush hour traffic. Um, and it takes about 13, just over 13 minutes, almost 14 minutes to drive 10 kilometers. So that's a lot of time and, in the and, car trying to get to work because this wait, is what the study is talking about. It's trying way to too much time. Yeah, way, way too, much, too time. much time. Now, now Vancouver, uh, two, two of the worst cities in Canada, Toronto and, and Vancouver, two of the worst uh, in is it Canada or North America? In Canada. Yeah. Okay, got it. I actually have heard Bruce. Some people say that we rank up there top in the world. You know, I've I've traveled a fair bit. I mean, Phnom Penh in Cambodia—that's some serious traffic. Jakarta, serious traffic. I don't know. I don't know how you L.A. How do you how do you do that compare? But I, I would imagine there are stats out there. Yeah, they are. And the TomToms collected this information from cities across the globe, and uh, you know, going back to Toronto. It's ranked number 30th. And that's in comparison to some of the cities that you've mentioned, for example, London, England, Paris, you know, just think of other big cities sure. with their traffic problems. Yeah, it's 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 kind of mind boggling. I remember not that long ago, and who knows, as I'm getting older, everything seems like it happened yesterday, but it was a busy yesterday. But but I remember reading something about, you know, how much time you spend brushing your teeth, how much time you spend 
uh, asleep, of course, but this idea that, boy, um, these tasks, I suppose the question that's underneath it is, are, are they really worth it? And I think the big question for me is, do we really need to be spending 144 hours uh, on average in rush hour traffic a week? Yeah, and that's that's a really good question. You know, I guess. I guess that's so, sorry. I guess that's not a week, is it? That's, that's no, it's, a year. yeah, it's per per year. <laughs> that's a busy week. <laughs> <laughs> a really long week. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's we've got to get to work. Yeah, um, of course. You know, of course. But just think of all the other things that you could be doing with that time mm. if you didn't have to spend that amount of time. You know, it's it's being with family. It's being with friends you know, doing the things around the house or in the neighborhood that you could be doing otherwise if you weren't sitting in your car. Yeah. I mean, you're really talking about quality of life at this point. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you mentioned right at the beginning, right at the top there about stress and anxiety. And for a lot of people, um, you know, driving in that rush hour traffic bumper to bumper, it is a stress inducing, um, you know, event or daily activity. Now, you've done some research that, that suggests in some cases that it's it's quite common to see one-way commutes two hours. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and we see that here in the greater Hamilton, Toronto area, uh, where people are spending upwards of two hours, just one way um, to get to work. Think of, you know, the Queen Elizabeth Way or the 401 um, and being stuck in that on a daily basis. It's not uncommon where, you know, a lot of people live and have had to move further and further away right. from where they work because that's where they can afford to live. Well, and I wonder too, Bruce, has, has pandemic had anything to do with this? Have you seen changes in that? I would imagine people are now adjusting again to to that, that what, wow, there was a time during when COVID first broke, there was nobody on the roads. Yeah, yeah. And, and then was, slowly, yeah. you know, it slowly, it seems same, same with airports, things, things are changing. And we're seeing the implications of that, but, but is, has there been any real shift? And I guess the other question I want to ask with it, how do you sort of suggest to people, maybe, maybe there is a better way. Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's a better mode of transportation. Maybe, maybe it's about looking for a job closer to home and so on. Yeah. So to the first part of your question, you know, the pandemic exacerbated this mm -hmm. commute time as people again left the city, you know, again for looking for cheaper places, more room, get away from the congestion. But the the length of our commute time and the distance that we commute, we've been seeing that increase over the past really decade to fifteen mm -hmm. years at least. We know that that's increasing. Um, so it's a long term problem with that blip of the pandemic making it worse. And, 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 and would you say largely, again, that's, that's about affordable housing. That's about moving, which by the way, we're talking about on tomorrow's show, but uh, getting out further out of the city or, or is it more about a, you know, a quality of life? I want to live a little closer to, I guess, nature and, and a little less congested. It's a little bit of both of that, but I think it's the cost of housing that's really driving that movement away, mm. you know, just where people can afford um, to live and, and have a house, but also give them the things that they want. The trade-off is then, geez, I've got to drive all this way to get to my job. Um, and we're seeing that, as I said, that gap or that distance between job and home increase over time. So, so, then you're so asking, I, yeah, yeah, sorry. go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, you know, is there a better way? Well, one is in investment in public transit. Mm. Uh, we need to put a lot more in there to, to get new people, new riders onto public transit uh, and to keep the people that are using it already. Um, and it's not just getting people into downtown Toronto, for example, but across the city um, to the different places where people work. So we need to do better at that. Maybe if you can, um, you know, this idea of what we call active transportation, so walking or biking, but that's going to be short distances right. only. You know, nobody wants to arrive at work after a 45-minute bike um, and they're hot and sweaty. And well, I think, Bruce, more, more importantly, no one wants to sit beside that person who's Very just... Very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, no, it's a point, point well taken, and, and wouldn't it be wonderful... If we could all bike to work or walk to work, and I think isn't that what you know we're 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 hoping you know ultimately I suppose to do really yeah yeah exactly. at, at some point I mean I've I've been very fortunate that I've been able to for the most part been able to work at home as a consultant and you know as a podcaster and so on through uh, you know it's remarkable the people I've met online but not everybody has has that kind of uh, you know opportunity. Yeah, it works for some, but not for for everybody, for sure. So, so money and roads, uh, const, you know, in in our city, I would imagine it's like this across the country, but certainly in Toronto and and outside of Toronto, it just seems like they're always uh, widening the roads, as if this is what's going to get us here. But 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 maybe the the, the premise of the problem needs to be reexamined, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but well, again, there's other research that shows as we build more roads and as we widen the roads that we have. It just results in more congestion. It seems more counterintuitive, but that's how it works. So it's, it's a, that get people out of the cars. That's what really matters. What um, hmm, most fascinating thing you've studied uh, through through your academic career? I've got to say, it's uh, you know the transportation piece is one of the most interesting things wow. that we've done, and uh, you know we did some work related to the pandemic and how that really messed up the use of public transportation really yeah no i can i can imagine well it seems to me too i don't know help me out here but as an academic i would think you're you're wanting to make contact with reality and in meaningful ways and i can't boy i can't think of a much more uh relevant and meaningful place to step in as a as a geographer as an academic to say hey here are some recommendations you know uh, I would imagine, yeah, I would hope, uh, demographers in, 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 in cities are reaching out to people like yourself. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it, and, and when that happens, it's, it's really satisfying to, to have, you know, the work that you've done and the research that you've done end up as helping to inform policy and uh, some of the decision making that we have in our cities. I remember sitting with a, a local municipal politician, uh, Jeff Knoll here uh, in the area where, where I live, and uh, we were having a coffee and he, and he looked out the window and he said, you see that, and I've probably told this story before, but you see that curb over there in the parking lot? I, I was responsible for that. <laughs> there was this, you know, there was this sense of pride and, yeah. and, 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 that was, and it's a wonderful thing. And, and I think as uh, politicians, I mean, I would imagine, forget it pretty quickly, but, but where this is truly where the rubber meets the road is local, you know, community, municipal, municipal politics. And I, I just thought it was a, a brilliant thing. Um, well, listen, you know, I'd love to chat with you about this idea again of, of, you know, isn't it wonderful? We'll ride our bikes to work. We'll walk because we're going to walk to the office down the corner. We're going to have our own business that's successful enough that we can hire out most of the, uh, 
the tasks that we don't want to do so that we can stay home three out of five days a week or four days a week if we get that work week. What else are the experts talking about to to manage this or 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 has it reached that policy level yet? Well, it's it's sort of there, but I don't think it's caught the politicians uh, radar as much as it might have. Um, you know, and if anything, you know, we're seeing some disinvestment in some cases in public transit. The TTC in Toronto is talking about and has moved to decrease uh, the the frequency of service within the city. But there's also a lot of other good things that are happening where we're seeing in, in Hamilton, for example, the LRT uh, getting ready for construction, uh, new subway line in Toronto, uh, you know, and other investments across the province in terms of, of public transit. So it's it's there at times, but not sort of consistently, I would say. Um, you know, it's, I think there's still a lot more work there. I know there's a lot more work that needs to be done related to um, providing transit within the cities. You know, it's going back to the biking piece, um, making sure that people have um, bike lanes and, and access to safe biking. You know, that's one of the things that we see. Um, people are much more likely to bike to work uh, or somewhere if they feel safe. And part of that feeling safe right. is that separated bike lane, for example. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 